Live from Justin Turner's toilet, it's the Pesky Report, episode 264, <laughs> our first Red Sox-Yankee series of 2023. It only took until June 11th. Um, I'm Ed Hand. Uh, we're brought to you, as always, by uh, Beyond the Monster. Um, I have to, I'm legally obligated to say that, so now we never are going to talk about them again until next episode. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm Ed Hand, and I'm uh, riding a little high now because the Red Sox actually won a series um, for the first time in a few, and also because I just took like 15 milligrams of edibles, uh, so we'll see where that goes. But um, I'm joined today by um, the sex god of Iowa, uh, the living legend what other superlatives do you do you have, Hogdale? Like, I, I like, know, like Iowa Enigma, but I feel like I already referenced Iowa. Like, what superlative for yourself would you choose? Let's like let you pick today. Uh, the Titanic tub of fun. Uh, no, uh, I don't the, like that. I don't like you body shaming yourself. Uh, the I think my 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 best friend uses the infamous Biggie Large. <laughs> is that like your whole <laughs> shtick? Is just that you're a large man? Pretty much. I don't know. I like that you're a, like a gigantic weeb that I would never bully for because you could stuff me in a locker. True, I could do that because uh, I, I got the six foot three frame. You know, it's what we do here. I, it is funny. Like it, it took so long for us to get a Red Sox Yankees series, and like we're going to be talking about like the same series again next week because the Red Sox and Yankees were the weekend series next week yeah, too. Yeah, we got a pair of them. Um, we're also joined today, and I will explain the exact reasoning in a minute. But uh, by God, what are by Timmy by, Hardcore um, by uh, Bryce by Harper's handmaid, the biggest troll that we have on the show because I think he's the only actual troll on the show. Uh, yeah, it's Tim Timmy Hardcore. How you doing, Tim? Um, a lot better. I'd be a lot better if I found my way out of this fucking maze of a basement that you have. Had. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of video for some reason, so you can't see it. But Tim is like wandering through just like this like mist filled maze right now. Um. For those of you who haven't following, he's been trapped in my basement for a while. I still haven't really been too clear on the reasons for it, but he's on a path of self-discovery. He befriended a minotaur. He swam through a vat of acid and somehow survived it. Um, where are you now, Tim? Um, right now, I'm in the room that has like padded walls and one window, and the window. Oh, has like, okay. The window the has like wall. this brick behind it. Yeah. Do you hear light. like the? Do you hear like the machine sounds like behind you a little bit like the dude i'm not gonna lie uh me and the minotaur started fighting the other day so i'm a little <laughs> deaf because he slept the shit out of me oh jeez. yeah how about the like that noise are you hearing that at all a little bit yeah actually that's okay. the noise i hear the most yeah, that's what's unsa- gonna what's gonna happen. I'm gonna spoil this for you. Um, is that the walls are actually all gonna fall to the side, and you're gonna be surrounded by Mancubus from the classic uh, first person shooter video game Doom Two, and they're all gonna shoot like fireballs at you at once. <laughs> and you're just great. gonna have to run and like hope to, that you don't get hit. So that's gonna happen. Like a half hour after we're done recording, like I've got a timer set, so good luck. The, the the three people who are watching this and have also played Doom Two are so happy right now. I know. That reference, I know. Just yeah. so you know, Doom Two. Like I don't play any video game that came out like prior to two thousand. I'm stuck in a time loop. It's not good. Um, I have no clue what you guys are talking about right now, but I'm here for it. All right, Mister Gen Zero. I'll send you a picture of like a 1994 Mancubus. Okay, it's so funny. You know it's funny that Ed says that because I'm Gen Z as well. Yeah, but you're like you were like born forty years old, Hogdale. Come on, true. I mean, uh, yeah, you're way too reasonable of a human being. 
don't know. Uh, yeah, raised around good people. Developed developed a good sense of self early on. Let's go. Right in the heart of America. So yeah, Brandon's uh, not on the show. I think for the rest of the season, he just had some family stuff going on. So I'm stepping in as host. And we've got Tim. We'll have Quito on for some episodes. We'll see if we can get any other guests. But Tim's going to be the primary one. And it's kind of cool for him because he gets to experience winning a series. Like, that's that's pretty cool because the weekend series is, I think we've lost two all year. It's kind of it's kind of like a double-edged sword, though, because, like, they're winning. But at the same time, I'm sitting here on basically a phone call for me with my captive for an hour. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's not great. Like, it's not completely great, but it's a lot better than it was. Like, it it's not great for you. I mean, but it is great for you because like, that was happening for you even if you were still on the weekend show. Yeah. That checks. Sure. That does check yeah. out. So, um, welcome, Tim. You know, it's it's funny to me because we got introduced to each other, and I don't know if people listening to us know that much about us. I was like, like, why the fuck are they listening to us talk about baseball? I have uh, a Twitter account that people have heard of. I frequently reference Hogdale. But could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Tim? Like, this is an interview and you really want to be on the show? Oh, yeah. That checks. I can totally do that. So um, I am a avid, avid Bryce Harper supporter, probably Street Say his biggest fan. And then in my free time from being a Bryce Harper fan, I love to troll on Twitter and just get under people's skin. Yeah, he does. Tennis are is I'm so here's a full disclosure about me prior to um, getting my gig with Sox prospects. I. I, I don't really have a digital footprint because I had one account that was designed exclusively to troll Jerry Callahan of uh, uh, WEI's Dennis and Callahan. And then when that show finally got put out of its misery, like the like the sick and rabid um, animal that it was, I, I just got rid of it. it. I didn't have a reason for existence anymore. So um, that kind of ended my trolling days, but I was like pretty... Look, look, I was pretty active on Encyclopedia Dramatica. Let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> so, like, I am, I, I, I'm always impressed by what trolls do, like, when they're good at it. Like, what Tim does that I think is effective, if you've ever seen him on Twitter, is he antagonizes people just subtly enough for them to lash out at him in, like, the worst possible way. So they, like, you know, call him a slur that would have been, like, acceptable maybe 15 years ago, but isn't anymore, and... It's just well, really you know, it's like happens. it's like that, uh, like that president who's like facing like seventy-two felony counts said, you know, we like to do a little trolling. We do a little trolling around here, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, uh, Tim. And now we're going to get uh, into our first topic of the day, which, even though we have the Red Sox Yankees series, we have something Hogdale wants to talk about. So, yeah. You know, Hogdale, let's and listen. Let's, let's go, you you woke Gen Zero. Let's do this. It's true, woke libtard cock. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not on the Wednesday show, so like I couldn't throw my opinion out then. Obviously, this is old news. Uh, I just wanted to like just bring up the fact, like the Matt Dermody thing with the Red Sox. Uh, so explain like, that to us. What happened with Matt Dermody? Uh, pretty much, the Red Sox brought up uh, a dude who had uh, just like textbook. You know, homophobic tweets in the past, you know, gays aren't aren't going to get into heaven, you know, stuff like that. You know, typical evangelical homophobic now, garbage. When you say in the past, do you mean when he was in high school? No, like one year ago. In yeah, so not really 
32 year old man no you know like you know it's not it's like listen if you tweet something like that in high school i i give you a bit of a pass because you're not self-aware you're edgy you really haven't developed your sense of empathy yet this dude was grown man when he when he sent this out and i have no reason to believe that's not what he still believes now uh and i I don't know frankly for the red Sox, i fucking was uh disgusted uh just angry on so many levels because like listen the red Sox, like i'm sorry like uh when it comes to like social issues like this uh they need to be on top of things they need to be better this is a team that has probably the maybe the single worst history like other than like maybe the cincinnati reds because of their ownership for a long time with like uh like these social kind of things they're the last team to integrate for fuck's sake so like, again, you have this unforced error. Like, you really couldn't have found any other slapdick in your minor system to pull up, like, who wasn't a homophobic asshole. And, yeah, also during Pride Month. So, you know, thanks for letting our gay fans know that they aren't welcome and they can go fuck themselves. I just don't appreciate it. Uh, from Bloom, unforced error. Uh, I think uh, less of you now than I did the other day. Uh, do better. Genuinely do better. And where are you at with that, Tim? Where are you at with the Derby situation? Because this is one of those, like, bigger than baseball things. And I have my own kind of, I don't want to say take, but it's just sort of, like, my thought process on it. But I'm curious to hear yours. I mean, like, there's there's no, like, easy way to say it. Like, homophobia is, like, never cool. But especially when you're a professional athlete taking the mound for one of the, like, biggest teams in baseball, obviously someone's going to find some dirt about you. And to be posting shit like that at 30 years old to me is more embarrassing and disgusting than anything. Like, dude, I get it. Like, you say your religion. I get that. But, like, it still doesn't make sense. Like, I don't give a shit what your religion is. Be accepting of people. It's fucking annoying and frustrating. And I'm th- thank God for Jose Ramirez for slapping him around. Yeah, I mean, the other thing we really learned is that Jose Ramirez despises homophobia because he beat the sh- he beat the shit out of those baseballs that he was throwing, and yeah, I mean, again, like people can use their you know religion as a shield for being a shitty person, but I don't know, man. I was raised by my mom, who's a Christian. I was raised by my grandparents, devout Methodists, who go to church every single Sunday, and my great grandparents, also devout Methodists, went to church every single sh- Sunday. They never promoted hate, like. You're just an asshole. You're not a Christian. You're just an asshole. <laughs> Hogdale so is I, in the fucking kitchen. So I just want you guys to know, I, I I agree with you effectively on this. The The thing for me is that you look at like baseball teams and professional athletes and all of that stuff, and I don't think Dermody's views are that out of the norm there. I just think that nope. people, for the <laughs> most part, don't. It's the sort of thing like, and this is what I said right after it happened. Like, just because you thought something doesn't mean you, you should tweet it publicly for the whole world to see. And just because you believe something doesn't mean you're immune to criticism. Um and, and people thinking you're a piece of shit. And listen, people say like, you, you know, in sports, like, oh, well, it's sports. I don't care what these dudes have to say uh, in, in a sense, like if your talent matches up in sports, then yeah, usually that's the case. This is just, this is some fucking slap dick on your roster. Like this is such an unforced error and like, it doesn't make you any like, like, you know, less of a shitty person, but at least like in other situations, like, Oh, well he's really talented and he could help the team out. So we can justify it in that warped way, even though it still isn't right. Fucking 
Yeah, like have you you know, like yeah, he hates he hates the gays, he hates the Jews, but have you seen that fastball? Yeah, you seen that fastball, kid. That thing rises. But fucking natural movement. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I mean, it's just a it's just a, a shitty situation. And uh I hate the dumb defenses for people who don't think. It's like, oh well, the you know, Boston sports fan, the Patriots employed Aaron Hernandez, yet they didn't know he was a murderer. They weren't aware that he was murdering people. And the second they found out, the dude was off the team. Like, yeah, again, Boston sports, this is like a situation like we really haven't had to endure too often where like we bring in a guy who's just like objectively a shitty person. Like most of the time, like uh, Boston sports organizations are pretty good at keeping that kind of aspect clean. The Patriots are infamous for it. Robert Kraft refuses to employ people who like beat women, like which is like something that a low bar that like no other football team will fucking aspire to go to. Uh, the Red Sox, I mean, like who's like been the biggest shithead of like the last eight years that they've like employed? I mean, some would say that uh, Reese McGuire's public indecency thing. Well, at least he is, but you I kind of there. Yeah, yeah. That's more like again. It's what I always say. What was he supposed to do? Not celebrate saving all that money at the Dollar Tree? No, like exactly. Was, like he was in his car. It's fine. Whatever. Like listen, um, but I'm trying like, to think. And like it's been a while. It's been a while since we had somebody that was open. Like, and I'm sure like there. It's a game of good old boys. It's a game of guys from you know, like from all walks of life. And in some walks of life, like you, we have to accept this one way or the other it's different than up here. It's it's like, you know, there are people that are raised to have different values and different morals and all of that shit. And it's like, do, can we think that that's, you know, like terrible? Yeah. But it's still a decent amount of the country. It's just that they're not posting it on Twitter and then having a bunch of other stuff turn up on Twitter and liking a bunch of stuff on Twitter and just kind of shouting at everybody. Hey, like, this is how I feel about this. Like, you don't have to talk about something just because you believe it. And that's what, in this case, at least when you have a big venue, like you can just, I don't understand why these guys can't just shut their mouth. You know, the, the kind of like hilarious part to me was you guys see how many likes those tweets were getting. Bro was basically talking to himself. Yeah. He just had to let it be known, you know, like it's, it was eating him up inside. He's like, I need to let these gay people know that they aren't getting into heaven. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, man. Uh, good for you. Again, <laughs> glad you caught the DFA after the game. Uh, fuck off. Hopefully, we never see you again. Uh, I mean, he's still on the team. He was assigned to AAA, so maybe you guys don't have to see him, but I uh, I will get to watch him reading the Bible by himself in the corner again. Sadly. It totally won't be awkward. You know, hopefully, you know, next time he on the read three doesn't skip the part about, like, you know, selling your daughter into slavery or, you know, if you work during the Sabbath being put to death. So, you know, hopefully he misses, doesn't miss those next two parts next time. Uh, so that's our, um, uh, you know, if you, if you're still listening to that part, it means that, um, we're, we're happy. You're still listening. If you find yourself agreeing with us, we're happy about that too. Uh, you guys have anything else to add about that? Uh, a big fuck homophobia. I was gonna say that ends the, that concludes the fuck homophobia. Yeah, uh, you know, section of the podcast. Now we can move on to good things and fun things, like the Red Sox playing good baseball again. Yeah, and you know what? I uh, didn't really watch the first two games. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. The first game, uh, I saw the new Spider-Man movie um, across the Spider Verse. Let's which- go. 
fan-fucking-tastic movie. Some Amazing. of the best visuals I've seen in anything in a really long time. Really well-written script. Um, I didn't know that it was like a two-parter, and I'm not as crazy about that, but oh, it that was a good movie. <sighs> it was a good movie. Um, Fantastic. So I caught the, like, the second half of it a little bit after. Um, I saw – what did I see? I saw Kike – I saw Rafi's home run, and I saw Kike's home run. Because we went to like um, we got drinks after I was with like some of my buddies. It was it was fun. Um, and then I heard the the end of it where like Vol like almost hit a home run and then he didn't. And then Kenley got out of it and he didn't get hurt. Uh, yep. Does that kind of sum up game one? I mean, yeah. I mean, just uh, game one was another extension to the beautiful story of Raphael Devers owns people who sound like frogs. You know, Garrett, he's Garrett Cole's dad once again, which uh, just he's my dad, so piggy. <laughs> it just brings me so much happiness to see that happen. So fucking yeah, that is great. Uh Garrett Whitlock masterclass. Love to see that. I'm gonna meet you to my father. I'm gonna show you the reason that I'm Dominican. <laughs> Playing for the Dominican team. <laughs> but boy, for Pete's sake, does Rafi Devers own Garrett Cole? That's he, he all really I really does. have to say. Um, where are the, I've got to ask you, where are the Garrett Whitlock to the bullpen people now? They're uh, where have they gone? Well, listen, you can't have a referendum if they pitch well. I don't so, know. I think he should go to the pad. I think he'd be better at it. Yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. God. let's There's... waste one of our best strike throwers who throws a lot of pitches. Good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's put him there. Like that's our. That's our closer. We need that. We need him to. We need somebody that can go multiple innings. And the, oh no, we have that already now. We have two guys like that now, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know the the bullpen's like the best spot it's been in, in years or whatever. You yeah. know, no, shove him to the bullpen. You know, yeah, we don't need stars. Better if he was there. Be even better if he was there. Absolutely. Hey yeah, man, no, he's really good. He like just like was throwing. It, it's like Tim was saying. He was throwing strikes, and you can't really ask for much more than that. Every day, I thank Matt Andres for his stint with the Red Sox for teaching Garrett Whitlock how to throw a changeup. Really changed everything. It's pretty hilarious that that's true, though, because he might <laughs> not have ever been like he. He was like when they got him, he was like a decent Rule Five pick that had been like an okay starter in Double A. But I didn't think he was going to be able to like look like he. When we've seen Garrett Whitlock firing on, on all cylinders, that is a solid number three sitter, pitcher, and we've seen that a few times this year. Now we've seen it I mean, enough. But I think that that's a real possibility with more there, with more reps. There's just no other way to put it than like when he's on, he really looks like he belongs for a long time on a major league baseball team. It really is beautiful too. Like this series, we saw the three young guns in this Red Sox rotation who just all happened to own the Yankees, which just brings me such amazing joy. That's beautiful. I mean, that Yankee lineup <laughs> kind of sucks right now, though. And I'm not saying this just oh, yeah. like you know that I'm not as much of a like Yankee sucks. Like they're probably. I think, like, I honestly hate the Orioles and the Rays and the Blue Jays more than them at this stage of the game. But it's like, because they're not really that much of a threat right now. They're not, like, they've got, like, Willie Calhoun leading off for them today. Billy McKinney is getting significant at-bats. I don't know Jake how they Bowers win games. Yeah. Yeah. Jake I, Bowers, I, like, I saw Jake Bauer in AAA a bunch earlier this year and last year. It's like if Daniel Polka was starting in left field for the Red Sox. It's just, like, they're not particularly intimidating yeah without judging that lineup it's fucking like pea shooters out there like, yeah it's like josh donaldson is like your most ferocious it's like josh donaldson anthony rizzo can't really hit at this point he, he really hasn't looked good and even when he does he got caught in that rundown like he just hasn't looked good um 
Trevino, fine hitter for a catcher, but he's a catcher. Who else? Stanton, you know, he's still a little scary, but he's not more, he's not 59 home run, Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing about the Yankees, like, like when they get Rodon back, they'll be dangerous because of that in their bullpen. But like, I don't really think they can go any like on a deep playoff run or like win a championship with that lineup. It's just like so overwhelmingly like bad for the most that, part. You that get lineup. a healthy judge back. It it looks different. It's like Duvall is phenomenal. The Red Sox. Like, like not yeah. that du- not that Duvall is Aaron Judge, but like I was just looking at the lineup when Duvall came back and him bat. You plug him into the five spot and you put Kike batting ninth, and it looks like a completely different lineup. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, the Red Sox lineup has so much more depth, which is a shame. Why in this series they like like y'all couldn't really score more than three runs. Like holy well, shit. Sorry, Tim, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. I was just saying the Yankees lineup could use guys like Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo, but you know. <laughs> They've been alienated. No, the, the, like, yeah, they both got cyber bullied out of New York, which is fair enough. <laughs> I saw a great tweet from Jared Carabas earlier that was just like it used to be Red Sox Yankee used to rivalry used to be saying that uh, the other team sucked, and now it's both teams saying that they suck more. That's a, yeah, that's very true. And the thing is, though, is like about. Like, uh, like, cause Nestor Cortez got kind of got flamed when he said like the Red Sox Yankees rivalry really isn't the same, like between the players on the field. No, it's not. None, they, most of these guys like each other. Like the fan bases make the rivalry in this case, because Red Sox and Yankees fans fucking hate each other. Like it is just oil and water, like the two eternally like attacking opponents, but like, yeah, I, the players on the field, I, don't know, like, I like yeah. Robert. Our friend Robert. I, I love fan. Robert. Robert's a great guy. Well, I'm convinced because just if you were born in New York, you would be Robert. Uh, Pretty Hockdale. much. I, I love Robert. Love that man. But yeah, man, fucking like the Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, like even with Garrett, uh, Garrett Cole being owned by Rafael Devers, it's not like he particularly hates him. Like he no, talks he, about like their he old said friends. He's like a generational hitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I think the rivalry, like player wise, will heat back up when Mayor's up and Volpe like starts to produce a little bit more. I think that could really reignite it between the two teams, just two like possible generational shortstops. That'll be cool. And I, I still, I mean, it's not like the Yankees have a bad team or anything. They're just not exciting. You know? know, it baffles my mind that how they keep winning as many games as they are. Show, shows just how quality like their bullpen is, like being and able to rotation. keep them in so many games. Rotation's pretty good too, like even with some key dudes injured. Yeah, but you know, um, they outpitched. Who was the starter game one for the Yankees? Uh, that was Domingo Herman. So or no, beat... wait. No, Dramon was game two, I thought. Yeah, yeah Cole's game so Cole one. was game one. Yeah, Whitlock outpitched Jared Cole. So let's just, like, that's pretty cool that that happened. Game two, I didn't watch that one. Like, at all, because I was going out for my fiance's birthday. Happy birthday, Ali. I know you don't listen to this, but happy birthday. Um, yeah, we went out. It, it, it was fun. I periodically checked my phone. It looked like Tanner Houck had a pretty good start, but uh, Rafi hit another home run, uh, but it didn't matter, and they lost 3-1. to one. I was too busy trying to remove a skunk smell from me to watch that game. Could you so explain what one. happened there, Tim? Because I got like in the in the chat, I saw like oh, I got sprayed by a skunk, guys, and I was like, I'm too high for Tim shenanigans right now. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna ignore it. So what what actually happened? Um, so my buddies actually, everyone just got back home from college, so we went to the main house we hang out at, 
had a pong tournament and then 2 a.m. hit, everyone was going home. I was crashing there. I went outside to pee and I saw a raccoon. It was hissing at me. So I started chasing after it. And then little did I know there was a skunk with it and the skunk sprayed and it sprayed all over me. Why did you chase the raccoon? Why was that your instinct there? Um, because I wasn't completely sober and I wanted to give it a hug. I mean, that is, that's fair. That is how I feel about raccoons. Little trash pandas. Um, They are pretty cute. We had one that was like taking giant shits on our back balcony and we saw it once sauntering off in a snowstorm, but uh, not a snowstorm, but a rainstorm. So we were like, oh, that's where the big shit thing came from. But we had no idea who was shitting on the, the balcony. And one of my roommates actually thought it was one of my other roommates, which was like, we have a toilet right there. Why would Brooks be taking a dump on our on our balcony? That doesn't make any sense. Um, but it was pretty cute. It was pretty fat. Did you watch the game, Hogdale? Uh, I caught the I caught the ending portion of it. Really, I'm just disgusted that the Red Sox wasted a Tanner Houck masterclass with an offensively inept and impotent performance. So, you know, uh, it's just another situation where it's like we're kind of just waiting for the bats to wake up again because it's just kind of been really inconsistent and middling of late. Uh, and again, like the story coming back, you know, within a month is going to help that a lot. Is but, he coming like, back within a month? I, everyone seems to think he's coming back like within a month, right? Like I feel like I keep hearing rumors and whispers. I still don't think it's going to be till August, personally. But they got Duval back, so that's definitely something helpful. They look at his injury timetable. Because the thing is, like, because everything we've heard is like, uh, yeah, rehab's progressing well. He's like throwing. He's hitting. Yeah, another Raffy series W is pretty cool. Like another, uh, he hit another home run. So that's what two home runs in the series after not hitting any for like a month. So that's pretty cool. That came out of that game, but yeah, nothing really positive came out of it otherwise. Uh, so let's cut to game three. Did you guys watch game three tonight on the old? Of ESPN? course I did. Yeah, watch every inning. Every Brian did you Bayo. listen to the broadcast? No, it was so fucking bad. It is, and listen, I will defend baseball. I will defend ESPN baseball. To, to my death like i love the sunday night baseball program i have a lot of really positive memories of watching miller and morgan and just really enjoying it as a kid but oh my god are they bad this year they are so bad well they're just so scared to like let the product on the field be its own advertisement yeah like no every other uh second you gotta have some kind of interview uh i the the end game interviews like between plays or uh, hold so on buster oldie's gonna come by while hogdale's talking to interview tim like, uh, buster just, come on go talk to tim now it's just like guys can you just like let them play the fucking game baseball is not like a sideshow or like you know it doesn't need well, like let's these... mic up hogdale's dog now while hogdale's trying to talk and we're gonna go listen to what hogdale's dog has to say while he tries to talk that oh would be God. interesting because Sapphire is very intriguing what she has to say. But like fucking, yeah, like the, the, the Trevino, like, you know, mid-game interview thing, it's so Bush League. Like, can you imagine? The quality if... was so bad. I couldn't understand it. It sounded like I was listening to the, like, the Blair Witch Project or something. Like, I'm sorry. This shit doesn't, like, happen in the fucking NFL. Like, you know, you, like, imagine putting, like, a, a microphone in fucking Pat Mahomes' helmet and, like, he has to hear Joe Buck's dumb fucking voice, like, you know, speak to him and ask him questions between plays. Like, dude, I'm trying to call the player. Like, well, I'm in also, the I mean, huddle. he'd be getting hit and stuff. So we'd be. I think that that would be terrible marketing for. Or like at the NBA, the it's like fucking. Uh, 
like Jason Tatum's in the post and like here's like fucking Kevin Harlan like oh Jason you know uh what was your thought process there on that last uh you know defensive lapse you had there it's like dude I'm trying to fucking put the ball in the hole dude <laughs> imagine the if net. they did it imagine if they did it like at the free throw line where you're trying to like clutch up to win a game <laughs> oh my god it's, it's like, like it's, this idea it's like you know Hogdale I think you're right though with like the game can sell itself. They like, think dude, that so we need league. to hear all this other stuff while, like, in, like, the sixth inning or the fifth inning or something. Like, oh, we're not going to be interesting enough. But you know what? The game's a lot more interesting than anything they can Is this, say. like, the, like the, 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 the twisted corporate wave, like, uh, like pandering to, like, younger audiences? Like, you know, these kids, like, uh, their attention spans are too short. You know, we got to have a lot of different things flashing across the screen in order to keep them, you know, retained. Yeah, but That's it's exactly fine. Like, they, it they, Sorry. No, 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 I was just saying, that's, like, exactly what it is, Hogdale. But, like, my personal opinion, these interviews are cool if it's during, like, an all-star game or a home run derby, but not in a meaningful yeah, Games that don't matter. Like, fucking, yeah. you don't do it in, like, actual ball games where it's, like, these guys are trying to do their fucking job. Let them do their job. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And none of this stuff is ever, like, interesting enough to really... Well, no, because, like, they're asking these softball questions. Because, like, yeah, mid-game, you're not going to give these guys the hardball questions. <laughs> Of like, you know, like, I don't know, what what'd you think about this dude, man? Like, he's really playing terribly. You think he's not going to make the roster? Of course they're not going to ask that question. It's going to say exclusively boring nothing. But even when they talk about the in-game stuff, like, there was something that, ha- like, that came up that annoyed me. Okay, so, um, and we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you, this will set the stage. So, the Red Sox got a lead on a Justin Turner home run, then they lost the lead on a Jose Trevino base hit up the middle that hit the bag. Should have been a routine out, but it ended up costing them. So it's 2-1. Brian Bale throws this absolute masterpiece of a game, probably his best since coming up with the Red Sox. Like, would you guys argue that? Sorry, I completely spaced out. What would you say there, brother? Did Was this like the best game that Brian Bayo has thrown so far? Yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah. So we get that. And then eighth inning comes around, top of the eighth inning. Bayo's presumably coming out at this point for somebody. And I think, how was it that they got the run? Um, oh, yeah, Kike Hernandez got a base hit. And then the left fielder throws in the ball and the shortstop misses it. So Kike takes second base. You know, it was so. He's on second. And then Reese McGuire walks. I forget. I think somebody grounded out to third. No, um, it was a bump. Pablo Reyes bumped it, so they were on second and third. And then Jaron Duran grounds out to second, and the runner scores to tie it up. So not the most sexy thing, but he didn't pop up. He didn't strike out. He did what he was supposed to do. Good fundamental baseball. And they make it seem like the error was what caused this run to happen, even though he would have been on second base regardless because of the McGuire walk. And that was the thing. They're like, oh, they're really regretting that error now. It's like, are they? Are they? Do they really care that much? Like, is that is somehow Kike Hernandez being on first base going to make Michael King throw more strikes? I, I, I don't think it does. Yeah, probably not. Can I just chime in real quick and say bunting is extremely stupid, but that was a great bunt. It was a great bunt and it created the run there. And like, I know, I know that you don't like bunting, Tim, because you're a, a Zoomer or a Zulennial or whatever the fuck those guys, you guys are called. I don't really know the generational names. I have more important things to worry about. Uh, but when the offense is struggling like it has been, 
you, you kind of have to do that there. You know, you yeah, have to get no, the run. Because Durant's, like, they might not get that run otherwise, and they don't win the game. Um, it's not that I don't get it, but like Hogdale said, I'm one of those kids who needs, like, something going on at all times. And, like, Bunting just doesn't fucking do that. Bunting is yeah, so let's go strap. Possible. Let's go strap like this. Uh, this microphone to like uh, the fucking like pitcher or something, and just like listen to him while he's yes. pitching. Let's do that. That's what your attention span craves. No, more, my attention crave my attention span craves more home runs. And we played the Yankees, but Aaron Judge wasn't in the lineup, so obviously we weren't getting Goldilocks baseballs. So there's that. I mean, Raffy hit two homers. Turner's homer was nice. I mean, Turner's homer was only a home run at Feeble Yankee Stadium. It's still Yankee. It's still a home run, though. Like it's not That's like uh, it's not like it doesn't count as a home run on the stats line. I know, but yeah, I'm a Zoomer, whatever the hell it's called. I need instant gratification. I've heard it all. <laughs> Being a troll, you hear all this shit. I know what I am, but I don't like bunting. But like you said, in the situation where the offense is struggling, it's the right thing to do. And it was a good bunt by Pablo. Tim, yeah. would this work for your test fit? All of the players are required to snort a line of cocaine before the game starts. Dude, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> That's why they call them Timmy Hardcore. That's a, you know, that was average 1970s baseball. So, <laughs> I was about you to know. say, isn't that Dude, Daryl Strawberry like is my favorite baseball player ever. What about Bryce Harper? Uh, Daryl Strawberry clears just because he's a hardcore guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, Red Sox tie it up. They bring in. What, what did you guys think of Pavetta today? How did you think he looked? It was good. It was a good outing. I have no complaints. I haven't had a single complaint about Pavetta since he went to the bullpen. Oh, I did. I was really, really infuriated when he walked that run in with the bases loaded. And it's like the only run he's given up in a while. <laughs> but Hobdale remembers this. I was so I do. mad. You were livid. <sighs> This is like a I mean, week ago. I was like, I was like incoherent between that and like Emmanuel Valdez's defense. I was just like losing my. Oh mind. yeah, he went full fucking so boomer bad. on Emmanuel Valdez. Um, and now Valdez, just so you guys know, he's back in AAA now, and he's hit two home runs in his first two games there. Well, yeah, he's too good yeah. for there. He's a good he's hitter. Too good of, he's he's too really good of a hitter, hitter for there, I should say. <laughs> he just needs to learn how to play better defense, and I don't know how you teach somebody how to do something that they might just not be good at you know is it considered tampering if he were to like go to the ron washington school of defense in the offseason is that a real thing could he just be like yo ron can you help me that's what i'm trying to figure out yeah ronnie dubs my Another boy hardcore. <laughs> ronnie hardcore roncore oh i like the, that the hardcore <laughs> men of baseball brought to you by timmy hardcore <laughs> and the legend of the band is hardcore. <laughs> Shout um, School of Rock. So we had that appearance. Kenley looked good. They uh, they managed to get into extra innings. Uh, start with a runner on second base now. Cassis grounds out to second. It advances the runner. They pinch ran Cassis Adam luck for Justin Turner. Dude, Cassis' luck was so fucking brutal he the ball twice today just right at guys you know that he's going to end up and i i was listening to the so the new socks prospects podcast and they were saying like oh he's a 260 25 home run guy 
he's going to hit 40 home runs at some point. I remain co- absolutely convinced of this. Dude, just his, how much bad luck he's had this year that is going to come back at some point. I don't know, man. His power to me is just so pure and natural. Like, I feel like at minimum, he's like a 30-plus home run guy. He's going to hit 40. He's going to hit 40 bombs with like a 220 average just because how unlucky he is. <laughs> But some also somehow like a 380 on base percent. Why are like all of our up and coming Red Sox fucking like, you know, studs, like all the most unlucky people on planet Earth? I think that that's just how it is. I think that once they get a little more seasoned, they get a little more experience, things drop more. You know, we are not we're not going to be on them quite as much because we've seen them succeed. So it'll probably it's probably the same thing for every player. We're just not as used to him. And we're like, like, I wanted to to fight somebody after like the fucking that ball hit the second base bag. For so, yeah, because like, yes, the offense has sucked lately, but they got so bad between that and like Jared Duran got hit by a line drive like while he was a base runner. <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw a stat that I thought was so funny. The Red Sox, as we know, are 500 right now. They're 33 and 33. Guess what the run differential is? What is it? Zero. Wow. So they are truly a big <laughs> team. <laughs> Truly, deeply rooted mid. And that's, I want to finish the game up, and I want to say this after that. So basically, they end up, Kike Hernandez drives in the run, base hit up the, uh, somewhere, I forget where he hit it to, doesn't matter. Base hit, oh no, it was past the shortstop, he just kind of hit it where they were because the infield was in. They ended up winning uh, three to two, Chris Martin came in, shut him down the last inning. Two things, one, how do you guys feel about Kike off of sh- when he's not shortstop? Um, when he's not at shortstop, I enjoy Kike on this baseball team. When yeah. he is at shortstop, I do not want him on this baseball team. Yeah, that sounds about right. But he just seems more at ease. He has better at bats. It's, it's like he sees the ball better when he's not there. I feel like he, I feel like he's gotten so much into his own head that putting him at shortstop affects all aspects of his game. I mean, yeah. I mean, shortstop is like the most like outside of like catcher the most like physically demanding position to play defensively. Like it's a fucking tough, it's a tough job and it's like, it's good to take the pressure off him, get him off the shortstop. Cause I'm pretty sure he was leading the league in errors by a fair margin. <laughs> so other thing is Chris Martin guys, um, you know, he's was one of the, I think he was the first multi-year acquisition. The Red Sox made this off season and you look at what he has done, and I'm trying to pull that up right now. Um, but the problem is that normally what I would do is just type in Chris Martin, and it would like take me to something on Google. But because yeah. he's also the lead singer of Coldplay, it takes me to all this Coldplay bullshit. Um, I got it pulled so, up right here. <laughs> okay, yeah, so read off his stats, please. Yeah, 2.41 ERA in 19 appearances so far this season. Oh, that's he- not – are you on baseball reference? Because that's not going to be updated. Oh, you're right. Uh, where should I go to? Because he, he had his first save today. You're absolutely correct. Where should I go to then? Um, it, on MLB on the MLB page, it should have it right away. All right, 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 right here immediately. Yep, got it right right here okay, already. Awesome. He's down to a two two nine ERA, first save okay. of the season in nineteen and two thirds innings. Uh, from what I saw on his reference page before today, he had already accumulated point nine WAR as a reliever, yep. like already. Yep, which is insane. Pretty good. Like it's I, actually I, hardcore. No, Shut hardcore. Off. Hardcore <laughs> just means that he does cocaine, Tim. That's that, that's all that means. It's like the the. Uh, we don't know. We don't. I don't know if Kim, if Chris Martin does cocaine. It's like the princess bride. You keep saying you can see. It's like I don't think you know what that means. 
Like you keep saying that. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Chris... just phenomenal, phenomenal from Chris Martin. Like he's had like two bad appearances the entire season. Like dude just keeps delivering. I think it's pretty. He's pretty clearly the guy that you put in closer if Kenley Jansen isn't available. Oh yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on hardcore Chris Martin, Tim? I love that guy, especially some of his music, like Yellow Slap. <laughs> but is the that guy an oldie the... for you? Is Clocks what? an oldie? Is Yellow an oldie? <laughs> yes, that's an oldie for me. It came out probably the year I was born. What year were you born? Like 2005? 2000. The year 2000. So, Brandon, come back. You're older than me. I'm. I feel ancient now. Dude, imagine two twenty something. You're too hot, studly. Number like probably like just constantly have erection. Like twenty four year olds here. Like, <laughs> dude, imagine being born in the twenty first century. Fucking cringe. I'm your rock in nineteen ninety nine. Let's go. Nineteen eighty nine. So I'm. But I mean, I only. You know what's crazy, Hot If I'd been born two days later, we would have been born in the same decade. Let's go. That's so kind of wild. Uh, Ed, you're a December baby. Yeah, December thirtieth. Nice December. So very 16th. end of the year. I'm a I'm a Capricorn. I don't know what that means. It's like the worst time to have a birthday. Sorry, brother. <laughs> no, dude, uh, I get, I get double that, the presents. It, it's okay. The presents part isn't great, but I always had school off, which was kind of nice. Hell yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, we got that's the series. And what I was gonna say before is that. What Hogdale says illustrates something that I think is very clear about this team and how it's been this season. They're mid. They're not good. They're not bad. They're mid. And that's, like, I'm just kind of sick of, like, this is an awful baseball team. This is a terrible baseball team. No, this is a baseball team that's capable of going on an eight-game winning streak, and it's also capable of just looking like they've never played baseball before. Sometimes that this is what a 500 team looks like in practice. Maybe they get hot at the right time. Maybe guys, maybe Trevor Story comes back. The pitchers evolve a little bit, and they're above that. But right now, they're a mid-team. And this is what it looks like. You get some good wins like tonight. You get some bad wins like last night. It is what it is. This is what a lot of the, the 90s and early 2000s looked like for the Red Sox also. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for for the series against the Yankees. Series win. Let's do MVPs. Uh, who is the big stick of the series? So every series, we pick out the big stick. And the what was the other thing? The the son of a pitch, and then yep, we also have the, we also have the poop sock, which is presented by Hogdale, and that's for the worst. Yep, player that's my invention. Yep. Yeah, it is Hogdale's contribution to this show is the poop sock, the sock that he pooped in. Yeah, the Red Sox award, the Red Sucks award, the poop. This sock. is peak comedy, guys. If you're not laughing, there's something wrong with you. True. I mean, you're like really <laughs> objectively true. Like yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know Tim picked out his MVPs for the series. I'll start. Um, my hitter of the series, believe it or not, is not Rafael Devers. It's Kike Hernandez. And it is because he hit a home run in that first game. That was just as important as the home run that Rafi hit. And then he had the game winner in today's game. And I think, you know, we've been really hard on Kike for a lot of the season, but I think credit where credit is due he had, he had some good games today. He also started off that rally today that got them uh, that got them tied up. And, you know, his defense at 
wasn't as bad as it's been. In fact, it was pretty good when he wasn't playing shortstop. So Kike's my guy. How about so Tim, I think, needs another example of this. So Hogdale, you're you're next. Yeah, kind of tough. Kike is definitely a good pick. I'm just I want to take a look at like Rafi's stats again from today till I finally like really solidify my pick here. Uh I'm picking Rafi because he owns Garrett Cole and he deserves it. And he's the man, and I love him. Okay. I mean, it's a good pick. I think that that is a perfectly valid pick. I just think that Hernandez was a little more important for the series. Rafi hits in all three games, home runs in two of them. uh, And I love him, and he's the greatest man who's ever existed. All right, so that makes uh, makes, uh, uh, Timmy Hardcore our uh, our, uh, tiebreaker. Yeah, tiebreaker. Who is your Uh, pick, Timmy Hardcore? Well, I feel like with the way you introduced me to the weekend series, this should come as no surprise. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Pablo Reyes here for that bunt that I hated, but was a pivotal point of this baseball game. Absolutely not. No, um, real. Pick a real big stick. I will fight you. Yeah, no, you don't get to. I I like Pablo Reyes, but we're um, we're vetoing that. Good uh, deal. It's Rafi. It's Rafi. There's, there's Rafi. no. Okay. Thank God. All right. So Rafi is the winner for that, and then pitcher of the series. You know what, Tim? Who's your pitcher? Just gonna dive uh, right into this. Uh, pretty obvious answer. Brian Bayo, my favorite pitcher in the entire organization. My favorite pitcher this team has had in years. Brian Bayo got the job done today. And Hogdale, your pick? Yeah, it's Brian. It's Brian Bayo. I I love this man. He's going to be a top of the line starter for the Red Sox for a long time. And uh, if they were smart, they'd give him a Braves-esque extension immediately. Lock him up forever. They'd give him a sack of money. Uh, Yes, I am with you as well. My pick is Brian Bayo. There's a part of me that could have gone Garrett Whitlock, but Bayo going the seventh inning today uh, kind of sealed the deal for me. He was fantastic. That very easily could have been a uh, complete... Uh, shut out if it wasn't for that ball magically hitting the bag. That was stupid. So Hogdale, that leaves the final, um, our final award. Poop sock. Poop sock. Yeah. Who gets the poop sock? The Red Sucks Award for the uh, the worst player of the series. This is the time that we're actually negative on this show. See, this is tough. Because, like, no one was, like, exceptionally terrible off the top of my mind from this series. Like, am I forgetting someone who's like, was just awful? Dude, this <laughs> answer is like incredibly easy for me. Really? Uh, pitch it, uh, pitch it, Tim. Let me, let me, let me hear your argument here. Um, Yankee stadium, second base bat. <laughs> we can pick that. What do you say, Hogdale? You know what? For lack of uh, any like real candidates, because no one was exceptionally terrible. Yeah. Gonna have to go with the Yankees second base bag for the poop sock. Uh, also, no, like just really just a terrorist, uh, wanted in every country imaginable. So, yeah, Poopsock goes to the Yankees second base bag. Definitely so in good my pick. Cannon Hogdale, you just like show, you, you went to Yankee Stadium, took a dump in your sock, and then walked onto this field and just left on second base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well. Might as well have. Jeez, that's 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 pretty so, yeah. nuts, man. So, the let's go with that because, yeah, like no one was really exceptionally terrible. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the poop sock. Poop sock. We move on to our next segment, and that's three up, three down, where we answer your questions. Uh, it can be anything from um, you know the current state of Hogdale's sex life to who's our favorite pitcher of all time. Um, 
we pick uh, from our, your questions. You know, usually I do it a few, little bit earlier. I kind of forgot to until the game today. So we had exactly three questions, and they're all going to be answered. The first one comes from Curtis Fingers. Uh, that's with, at Curtis Fingers. If that's not his I, – I, I, you know, sometimes I see this guy's name, and I think, is this – is he making fun of me? Like Ed Hand, Curtis Fingers? Or does he, is that his name, or is that a, a pseudonym? I don't know. But he asked a question that I liked, and it's, who's the worst person you ever sat near at a baseball game? So, Tim, because you're the new guy on the show, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Who's the worst um, person you ever sat that near? At a shout game? out to Raleigh Fingers' cousin for the great question. Um, I'm going to have to go with the guy who was chirping the shit out of Bryce Harper at City Field when I was like 12 years old, just calling him obscenities, and I was not like having a good do. time. So yeah, that's that's the shitter for me of at a baseball experience. That's the poops. That's your poop sock for live experiences. <laughs> How about you, Hogdale? Honestly, all my experiences at the park have been like extremely pleasant. It's either Boo! been like it, it's either people say nothing or like it's very light chirping. Like I had one dude, like the most obnoxious person is a dude who was slightly obnoxious at a White Sox game that I went to. And like it was, it was good spirited in nature. It's just like one of those things where like the dude kind of wouldn't shut the fuck up, and it's like, I, I do not, brother. I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to watch the game, chief. Come on. <laughs> so, I'm tempted because it seems to always happen to me. I don't know if it's just because of like the section I sit in at games, but I'm always next to somebody that like wants to start the wave, and I fucking hate no. The wave. I hate it so much. No. And this guy, like, there'll be like a big play going on, and he'll get up, and he has all this power, and he's drunk, and he's like. Come on, guys! One, two, three, and nobody does anything. You know so you what? I think I, he's gonna wanna... stop, right? And you think he's gonna stop, but no, no. Like a minute later, all right, guys, we're gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna do this. One, two, three, and a couple of people, like a couple of nine-year-olds or something, try start to do it, and it's like, okay, what? Like that's cute. That's cute. We can, can we watch the game now? Cool. And, I'm changing. You know, I'm changing my vote to a, a dude who was at the Milwaukee Brewers game that I went to not long ago, who he did exactly that, and it was so sad because he, he did it like five times, and no one was having it. But no one was think, doing the wave. Is, but inevitably, inevitably, like the, the inning keeps getting exciting. It's like a three-three game, and like Devers is coming up with two men on, and there are two outs, and this fucking asshole is still doing this. God, let's do it. We're going to start the wave. And finally, at five, people are like, okay, he's been doing this long enough. We have to appease him or he's just never yeah. going to stop. A, and he started a they start away. But the thing is, he's not appeased. It stops again. It goes around a couple times. He's like, no, I want to do it again. Like, and he up. starts trying to do it again. So I would love to say that that's the worst. You know what? I have like another one that actually was objectively worse. But it's not as funny of a story. It's just somebody being really mean. So I'm going to go with that one. I don't need to tell that story. Fair enough. It's the guy who starts the wave. Fuck you. Let me watch my game. Apologies to anybody that actually likes the wave. I know. I know. No, you're a bad person and you should feel bad. (laughs) All right. So that's question one. Thank you, Curtis Fingers. Uh, Question number two comes from our uh, friend of the show, Socks South. Uh, which notable Red Sox Twitter personality would you say is most likely to have murdered someone? And I'll I'll let Timmy Hardcore start with this because he's a little bit more involved in Red. Like he knows the Red Sox Twitter personalities a little more than I do. I'm I'm just not gonna say it. No, say it, Tim. No, we're all thinking it, but I'm not gonna say. We it. might not be. We might not be. Say it. 
Nope. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Okay, Hogdale, are you gonna are you are you gonna be like uh like a little baby like uh, Tim is who's afraid? This is like Voldemort or something. It's like who he who must not be named. Oh my god, Just it's say, funny. I know who he's thinking. So oh sorry. yeah, it's everyone knows it's Craig T. Like it's like we all know. <laughs> everyone knows. This is not like a like it's either him or Loki Anthony at the Cape. But you know, you know, like it's one of the two. It's <laughs> no. mostly Craig Teed. So I don't think Craig Teed is my would be my answer. I know that that's who Tim was speaking, and I know that he's like the Voldemort of Red Sox Twitter now. But I like don't think Teed has it in him. Teed is like Teed actually had the shame to leave Twitter after he got canceled. Like he had the shame to do that. It's fair because he's like an even bit like he doesn't have the balls to murder somebody. Like I just don't. I don't believe that. Anthony on the Cape, however, yeah, I could, and he, and the thing is, like, he'd just be like, whatever. He'd be like, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> he'd probably, he'd thing, probably go yeah. into a space by himself and talk about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and this is, this is how I've always felt about Anthony. Like, I know he's a very problematic personality within Twitter. Like, I had to block him because, like, it was just like, I don't want you in these but he's never lied about who he is. He's been true. perfectly upfront with who he is. Where somebody like Teed is sneakier and more chicken shit. So I don't think he has the guts to kill someone. And I took this way more seriously than you guys did. This is really deep right now. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Uh, honorable mention for someone who isn't a Sox personality, but like is a Twitter personality, is uh, Doctor Kike Hernandez on Twitter, always known as Yankee Rants. Yankees Rants. Doctor Kike Hernandez. Yeah, his troll name is Doctor Kike Hernandez, and his ad is at Yankees Rants, and he is very funny to me. But I don't doubt he that he's killed someone. <laughs> All right, so that's question number two. Thanks, uh, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Number three is from uh, JR Texas. Uh, with you know, it's it's I, I know JR Texas. We like good good baseball, knows ball, um, but also in six in his sixties. And guys that are in their sixties use Twitter a little bit differently. It's one of those names with lots of numbers after it. Uh, Hell yeah! And this is their question: Who goes first, Cora or Verdugo? Lol. Goes first where? Where are we going? Um, I think that I I would assume he means who is kicked off, the, who is no longer on the Red Sox first. If I had to pick one, I mean, I, I feel bye like bye, Alex. Would, yeah, probably Cora would be gone first because I mean, I, I kind of want Verdugo to stick around for a long time. <laughs> like, I don't think any of them, either of them are going anywhere. <laughs> but if you had to bet, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I can't do this with a straight face. Can. <laughs> you know what? You, you can do it with a straight face because your face isn't on the screen. Tim's doing this from his phone. <laughs> well, oh, realistically, God. I don't I don't see DFAing the centerpiece of a Mookie bet. He's not asking if they get DFA'd. He's just asking who's on the team longer. It's not saying, like, we're going to DFA this guy. Yeah, who it's goes just, first? Yeah, like, who... Who is off the team first? Oh, Alex Cora. Yeah, I would have to agree with that just because, and maybe because, but the thing is that Cora, I could see moving into like another role. I could see him being in the front office or something. 
so that the transition into the Jason Veritek will be seamless. Yeah, or something. Um, I do lead Cora just because I think they're going to extend Verdugo. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Cool. So that's three up, three down. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a segment. Yeah, what a segment there. Um, and now it's my favorite segment of the show. It's uh, the Trustometer. Yeah. All right. So Hogdale reads the Trustometer, so I don't have to. And because he ha- he's more likable than me, has a better speaking voice. Um, he's the reason that anybody's li- he's the reason I'm listening to it at this point. Like I don't like listening to myself speak, but I like listening to Hogdale talk. The little uh, engine that could, known as Hogdale. The little. Uh, nothing little about that. <laughs> All right, I got the I got the old trustometer device pulled up. I mean, really, I, I just right, know. I do power it. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. What does it say? So at number, well, not even number, he's not even numbered, in the depths of the Shadow Realm, you know. <laughs> Sorry. I've been, because we didn't start having you read it when Ryan Brazier was in the Shadow Realm, yeah. so I've been waiting for you to read the Shadow <laughs> it's Realm. It's back. The Shadow Realm is back, and it's back with a vengeance. Uh, it's currently containing a worldwide renowned infamous terrorist, formerly known as Corey Kluver. He's contained within the depths of the Shadow Realm. It's earned. Uh, he's been complete dog shit the entire season. And just when you think he couldn't get worse, he moved to the bullpen and he showed, yes, there is a way for me to pitch even worse than I was before. So, you know, good on you, Corey Kluber. You know, you're sticking to your brand of I'm exclusively going to pitch terribly this season. Uh, thanks for the burning pit of $10 million that we wasted on you. <clears throat> Number seven, we got a French motherfucker on here because Joe, Joe Jacques. Jackass, Jackass, Joe Jack. Joe Jack It's Joe Jacks. It's pronounced Jacks. It's Joe Jacks. I happen to know Joe Jakes from AAA, like, and he's actually a pretty cool story. Um, he was drafted out of Manhattan College. This is his. He's been a journeyman for a while. He effectively got cut from the Pirates um, because he was available in the minor league portion of the Rule Five Draft. Red Sox took him, and now he's in the majors. Can't yeah, take that away. You know, he, he has uh, he has what the, the French call a certain I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> this, is an, this is an Austin Powers themed podcast. A lot of the time, we're back. Yeah, so yeah, number good. seven, we dropped, it, we dropped that in. Like I, I, yeah, good for you, man. But we'll, waiting to see more results in the future before I form a real opinion on you. But good for you. Number six, Justin Garza, who is a guy, uh, much like other entries in the past, is a guy. I gotta tell you this. Not the worst scrap heap pickup they've had. I think he's thrown no, like 10 innings all. and given up a few runs or something like that. Fastball really comes. Like, he's a little guy that looks like he's going to get hurt just because he throws so hard. But I like him. Like, I, I think that there's like a real big league relief pitcher in there. Yeah, 100%. And uh, liked him so far. He's just been fine. Like, is it like the, the, that, that's a guy that you put in your bullpen and you're like, thanks, man. So we go. Guy, man. That's a guy. Speaking of another guy who was scrap heap acquisition who hasn't been terrible is Brennan Bernardino, Bob Arino, the number five <laughs> slot. Uh, I mean, another scrap heap. He hasn't really been exceptionally good or bad of late. He's been solid. Like that's a lefty. He's one of he's one of these veteran relievers that kind of like comes out of nowhere. Like I and I've heard of a lot of forty man players. I had never heard of him. I didn't recognize his name from anywhere. I'd never seen him before. He's like a thirty two year old rookie or thirty one. 
but he throws strikes. He has a weird arm angle, and guys like that can do well. He's one of these guys that's going to end the season. Like, I don't know what it's going to be from now, but he's going to have, like, 55 innings and, like, a 3.20 ERA, and we're all going to be kind of like, oh, yeah, Barbarino, I kind of kind of like him. 100%. So we moved to the, the four slot. A uh, person who had a bad first week as a reliever but has since really picked up his game, that's Nick Pavetta. Like, really good job from him in this uh, great, like, really good solid appearance today. He had uh, a, another really solid appearance a few days prior. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we like to see. And, you know, like I said earlier in the season, Nick Pavetta has – there's two wolves inside of him. One is the worst pitcher in the entire league, bar none. The other is – uh, Roger Clemens reborn. So, you know, hopefully like this is the beginning of the Roger Clemens reborn arc of his season. And uh, just, yeah, I mean, good from Nick Favetta. Hope to see more of that from him pretty soon in the future. At the three hole, Josh Winkowski, who's been like really good for most of the season. Uh, like moves down to number three. I mean, because the other two guys are somehow even better, but you know I mean, why, the other reason why we haven't seen him in a while. Like, yeah, where where has he been? Dead. What have you done for me hurt. lately? <laughs> well, no, he's not hurt. I just like don't know where he is. There's something suspicious about that, so I don't. It's trust. So I'm like, uh, is he up to something? Like, what shenanigans are Josh Winkowski up to? And how many guys do you have in this basement? Real question. How you. many guys are in this basement? Ed? It's just you, dog. No, <laughs> it's just you, homie. He saw the corpses, man. All right, those aren't corpses. <laughs> <laughs> all right then to number two listen are you going to believe what you saw or are you going to believe what i tell you probably what i saw because you kidnapped me <laughs> right but are you going to believe what you saw or are you going to believe what i your kidnapper tell you this is it a put, trick question Hogdale it puts the lotion on its skin or it gets hey, the hose I'm gaslighting. again <laughs> want, to, want to see want to see me gaslight tim yeah yeah. Ed, Ed, gaslighting isn't real. I'm pretty sure you made that word up. <laughs> Shut up. Everyone's I actually, wrong. I like to do positive <laughs> gaslighting to people where I'm like, that's kind of what I do to Hogdale. It's exactly what you fucking do to me. I'm like, I'm like in the me. process of positively gaslighting you, Hogdale. It's so true. <laughs> like, remember when Hogdale won that chess tournament and like killed oh, yeah. robots? Yeah, it was, that was crazy. Great. Remember that thing that happened? And then I like wrote, and then we wrote up newspaper articles and tried to trick your family into believing them. Like, yeah, my them fucking parents were like, "What?" My grandparents <laughs> like, "What? What is this?" It's like Hogdale. It says here that you live on the moon, and there's this little picture. Why didn't you tell me about that? Yeah, like when did that happen? Like, who took this photo? Jesus fucking Christ. So I'm, Is this mental abuse? Like, what am I doing to you guys? Like, I, I've I, got one of you in a basement and the other one I'm, like, trying to, like, form a religion around. We have a nose, man. Let's move to number two. <laughs> Kenley Jansen, who had another, who had a really good outing tonight, and he's strung together some good outings lately. Uh, after uh, a small stretch of time where, you know, he just wasn't at his best, his average cutter velocity this year is the highest it's been since his rookie season, which is kind of crazy. He's throwing an average of 94.4 miles per hour. I alternate with him where it's like, do I feel like I trust him? But I thought back to like, when have we seen like truly bad Kenley? Like what? Right after he got his 400 save, he was just really bad. 
Dude hit and then he got saves. confused by like fucking um, Contreras. Wilson Contreras like just messing with him, and that caused him to blow a game. And when they tried to pitch him twice in the same day, yeah, that's yep. pretty much been it. That sucks. Like, does he have a couple of outings where he get like runners get on first and second base? Yeah, sure. But I know he, I'm going to get like the effort from him, and his stuff is going to play well enough, and he's an experienced enough pitcher they can do little things to mess with the guys. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, like he's. I, I mean, he, he does his occasional Craig Kimbrell, but most of the time he's rock solid. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, good for uh, good for Kenley. He's really only at number two because number one may as well be a god amongst men, which is Chris Martin. This man can oh, pretty much do no wrong, uh, at least in this season, in terms of like <laughs> our eyes. Uh, he's just been the definition of rock steady. Like the the really the foundation for which the trustometer was built around because like that that is a man I trust with my it, life. This year has been so much more fun doing the trustometer because I don't like there were points last year when Matt Barnes, a man I deeply did not trust, was like all the way up to number three. And uh, actually, I was just gonna ask you about that. Like last year, I feel like most of the year your top two were Matt Barnes and John Schreiber. Yeah, well, Schreiber is still really good, but yeah. like, yeah, Schreiber was like significantly better than, than everybody everyone else. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this has been like this year. There were a couple of scrap heap guys that have been good. A couple of guys like Ryan Sheriff, when we have seen him, has been really good. Um, in my opinion, I really, I really like Sheriff. Um, hundred percent, big Sheriff guy. Sheriff is pretty hardcore. Yeah, that I that I believe. Have you guys? Do you guys follow his Instagram? He just like posts a, like single pictures of coffee yeah. from like around Worcester. And every time he does it, I'm like, shit, I really need to go around Worcester more. That coffee looks really good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I like when that, are they so. going to get Schreiber back? If the time scale is um, a little bit unclear, I believe he started throwing again. But I don't know. Exactly okay. Now. Can you guys help my push to get him as a starting outfielder in the All Star game though? Shut. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Is that yes. is that a push? Yes. Are you doing that because like you you hate yourself? No, I just want to see like sidearm from center field. Yeah, let's go. Why would he th- be throwing from center field like that though? That doesn't make any sense. That's very silly. I don't know. That's We're gonna get silly. funky. It's the All Star game. I'm Tim. also voting, I'm also voting for Bobby Dahlbeck to be a starting first baseman. He's actually looked really good in Triple A. Yeah, yeah he, he always does. He's a fucking I also have to tell legend. You this. Bobby's walked like I've I've been around Bobby before in the clubhouse. He is a big boy. Oh yeah, he is big, but he moves quickly. Like even in like his day to day, he moves like like when he's not running, he's just like a dude who like moves very like assertively. Man, like the the, the trade for he's the uh, the centerpiece and the uh, the Dylan Cease trade is going to hit a lot different. Gotta say. Where do you see the Sox going from here right now? I feel like we're at like a point in the season where. They're just kind of mid. Do you yep. think that they're going to play better or they're going to like continue kind of spiraling? That's the thing is I believe in the upside of a lot of these guys. So like, I, I think they can like be better and be a above 500 team. Uh, I mean, really so much of it just depends on like when story gets back because like right now they're just kind of like, like their offense is extremely inconsistent. Bullpen's like pretty good. And the starting pitching is on and off depending on like, how the week's going. <laughs> I I think that the offense is stumbling right now, 
but I've noticed some like real like. Don't you feel like when Brian Bayo's pitching, you're probably getting a good game out of him? Yeah, at like, this yeah. Point, I feel yeah, pretty 100%. good about him. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure for the last what I think someone pointed like 40, 40 to fifty innings. Like he's got like an ERA like right around three. Like yeah, he's been the definition of a really good starter. <laughs> he's been really solid. And James Paxton, don't you feel like pretty comfortable with him going on the mound? Yeah, I like him, and like I love Big Maple. And more days than not, I like Garrett Whitlock quite a bit. Yeah, same. So I'm like thinking about that, and that I don't know if I'm just like a little bit more on a high right now because the Red Sox um, won the series. But I was even thinking about this when they were down two to one. I I leave this series feeling pretty good about where the Red Sox pitching is. I mean, yeah. At this exact moment. Um, because even Hauk is kind of fluky. Like, you're going to get good from him and you're going to get bad from him. But when he but he can get you through five, six innings. So that's like, like for a number four starter, that's not that terrible. And then you have Cutter Crawford kind of filling in right now. But he hasn't been bad either. He, can, he hasn't had, like, a big opportunity as a starter. But I feel like you'd rather him be in the pen. But if they can get to the deadline... You maybe can trade for somebody to fill in for that Crawford role and upgrade your bullpen and get that rubber arm you kind of need at the back end, right? Like, do you think that that's something that they could conceivably trade for? God, yeah. The, when they fleece the White Sox for Dylan Cease is going to be so funny because they're such an, an unserious organization. Not, they're going to get just, him for like pennies on the dollar. It's going to be phenomenal. not just Dylan Cease, but we're going to get Tim Anderson too. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would lo- I, like, I love Tim Anderson just based on the swag alone. Yeah. He's just like an extremely talented player. <laughs> this team just like, has so many fucking infielders already, and like especially ones that are coming up in the future. <laughs> yeah, but that is a right-handed bat in Anderson. True. Uh, I don't that think so. Guy. No, that we would really... be a guy for the Red Sox to actually pursue. I don't think. Also, Tim Anderson is actively trolling this year. I just looked him up. Yeah, but like you could, he'd still be better than what they've had. He's six eleven OPS, seventy OPS plus. Yes, but he's Hot a shortstop, and he we we know Tim Anderson is better than that. Hogdo, could I um remind you Scenery of what change. Fenway Park has to offer? That's true. There's this, there's this giant wall that right hitters <laughs> love to feast off. Tim Anderson would rake in Fenway. He would like rake. a page. See how much uh, red there is. <laughs> that's the, that's that's peak baseball analysis, by the way. It's just yeah. looking at a savant page like <laughs> red. I know everything. <laughs> lots of red. Luis Arias isn't actually that good. He's just hitting like four hundred. <laughs> Although that's not even true, because this Savon page is pretty good. Like, there's yeah, some but blue, there's, like but there's some a lot blue of red. It, so he's actually bad. Yeah. Because there's yeah, there is some semblance of blue. God, coloring is fun. This is what we went to school for. I wish I was 100%. in school instead of this basement. Well, you're never getting out. Um, so next series, then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, next series is, I believe, the Rockies. Is that is that correct? Yeah, they're playing a basement, unserious organization that I don't know why is allowed to take the field. Okay, Connor so they Siebel. play tomorrow. Uh, game one. And so we're just going to do our bets on this game. Uh, it's James Paxton versus Connor Siebold, for old friend Connor Siebold. If we don't put and... 12 runs up, I'm losing entire faith in this baseball team. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk. Let me say, tell you guys, Siebold's actually not having a bad year. He's 1-2 with a 5.10 uh, ERA, which for him, is it's. I mean, it's not good, but his last few starts, he's, um, let me see here. Yeah, the month of June, he has a 2.38 ERA over 11.1 innings. Uh, he went... He three-hit the Arizona Diamondbacks two starts ago, gave up one run in 5.1 innings. 
And then against the Giants in his last start, he went six innings, gave up two hits, two runs, struck out four. So he's been on a little bit of a roll lately. For Time to bring him back down to earth. Because, yeah, I mean, no. Okay, that's fair. Um, and, yeah, Paxton's been very good, too. Paxton, uh, let me just check his numbers. Yeah, the, Paxton, series is in, the series is in Coors, correct? Uh, it's at Fenway, so no. Uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, no, Paxton has a 3.8 ERA over 26 innings. He said this will be a six start. Uh, 36 strikeouts, nine walks. He's been pretty good. He really just had the one bad start, I feel like. Yeah, this last, he went in, yeah, seven innings in his most recent start. He went five innings and gave up one in his start before that. Um, then he gave up five runs to start before that. That was his bad one. But then his two other starts, one run and two run in five and six innings. So, yeah, Paxton's been pretty good. I think the Red Sox win this one. Yeah. Okay, so we're all in unilateral agreement on that. Um, so I'm going to go to June 13th now. All right, that is uh, Chase Anderson versus Cutter Crawford. Again, at 7 p.m. Cutter Crawford versus an NPC. Okay, I like our chances here. So Chase Anderson is a starting pitcher who's pitched with the uh, Diamondbacks, the Brewers, uh, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Reds, and then this year he's actually been with Tampa Bay for uh, one start with them, and then he's since been with the Rockies. But I've got to tell you, he's kicked ass this year. Um, it, not like a huge sample size. It's actually kind of like Paxton. He's has yeah, he's made seven starts, but he had thirty-two innings. He's struck out nineteen, walked seven, and has a two point two five ERA. Uh, so, what do you think? The Rays gave up on him. He's a bum. He's coming back down to earth too. <laughs> what do you got, Tim? Um, I think this is the game the offense actively trolls and we lose, unfortunately. <laughs> they Chase Anderson that. continues his magical mystery tour. His thirty-five-year-old renaissance after people thought he was an NPC, even though he's been pretty good in the past in some years. Yeah, that checks. Yeah. Um, just because like I've I have this is my very this is a very fast uh, story about Chase Anderson for Appa. I needed a pitcher one year, and Chase Anderson had had this really good season. It was two thousand. This was the two thousand eighteen draft. He was twelve and four with a two point seven four ERA over one hundred forty innings the year before that. So I really wanted to get him as a pitcher. I was picking fifteenth in the round. We get to fourteen. He's available. Somebody takes him. Everybody else that I can think of that I want is. Um, has been taken. So I just say, you know what? I get one pick every year for a guy that hasn't played in the majors yet. I'm going to take this guy. Who do you think I picked? Um, think who broke out? Who broke out in like the 2000? Um, I think it was what year would this have been? Yeah, it would have been the 2018 draft. So who broke out around then? I don't know why I'm thinking this name. It sounds like he, he's too recent. But I have two names, actually. Zach Gallen or Sandy Alcantara. Uh, think bigger. Bigger? Think even better. Who has Juan Soto? Close. Close. Uh, Close to Juan Soto. There was... So my dad has Juan Soto in this league, and we are constantly arguing about who is better, Juan Soto or this guy. Oh, did you get Acuna? I got Acuna. Get the fuck out of here. That's I got insane. Acuna. <laughs> yeah. 
fifteenth pick in the draft. I have no idea how he was still there, and I liked him. But I have this. I this is what I like. Really push this habit aside. I have a tendency to always go for it that year, um, or at least back then I did. But every time I fucked up and like ended up getting like the wrong uh, guy, like my backup plan. The backup plan always ended up being much better. Like <laughs> just for instance, one year I really wanted uh, Jamile Weeks. I had had a second baseman problem for ages, so I really wanted Jamile Weeks. I had a sixth pick in the draft, and he gets picked at number five. Who did I end up with instead? You Darvish. Dude, you were laughing your way to the bank this season. Ronald Lucas is having a fucking that, nuts season. Holy yeah, this, shit. Who, I know. It's crazy. He's the trying to have this, like a 40-70 season. Like 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. <laughs> it could actually happen. He's He is, in my opinion, the best player in baseball. And I'm like a little biased, but he does things that I've never seen another player do. Like he's he's incredible. Shohei Otani has entered the chat. <laughs> I have no Otani's really good. Also, I'm just okay. Maybe not best play all around player, but the best like offensive player. Best player who isn't an alien. <laughs> yeah, like, best player who like isn't like literally uh, like an av- like an author avatar. By the way, Otani. I haven't even checked his season because the Angels are always actively trolling. Uh, 150 OPS plus. Uh, he's got 18 home runs. Let me go peep his pitching stats real quick. I bet they're also ridiculous. <laughs> uh, what, let's see. What do we got here, Shohei? Show me the way. Show me the way. Uh, 3.32 ERA this season. So a little down on his area, uh, pitching wise. But he's back to having an MVP caliber offensive season. So it doesn't even matter. We've got one more guy after a uh, game after that one now. Um, it's going to be Austin. I misread this. I thought it said Austin Goober. His name is Austin Gomber. Okay, now that really is an NPC. Come on now, you cannot. Can I tell you who player. Austin Gomber is? Because he's really funny. Remember when the uh, remember when the Cardinals traded for Nolan Arenado? Yep. Yes. Austin for him Gomber and Josh was the only guy that was in the majors at that point. He was yeah, like the big leaguer that they got in that trade. Yeah, they trade for like him and like Josh Fuentes. Who is his cousin, to be yep. fair. Fuentes yeah. is his cousin. Discounted. Um, <laughs> oh, the fucking Rockies are such an unserious organization. Like fucking, I, I pray for their failure every day. <laughs> we don't want to pay Nolan Arenado, but we'll sure pay a washed up Chris Bryant. Yeah. Correct. Because they they they're not real about like competing. They put on they like they put on like this fake air of competition and competing and staying competitive. But like they're going to trade that contract as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> you guys know why Colorado operates the way it does? Because uh, their ownership is a joke. Because they're hardcore. <laughs> That might That's be terrible. our truest statement. That's terrible. Rockies fans hardcore. are great, too. It's a tragedy. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be against TBD. I think that would have been sales. I don't know who's who the heck spot with this. Who's, who's pitches after, after Crawford in the rotation? Uh, Matt Dermody, it was supposed to be. Shut up. Oh, God fucking damn it. I don't want... But they have a five-man rotation. They've got Paxton. It's what? Paxton? Bayo, Whitlock, Hauk. Uh Whitlock, Hauk, Crawford. Cutter. So they yeah. should have like that's that's a five minute one. Like they don't need a Dermody for that. So just go. Who would be the next guy then? Uh Shane Drohan. Whitlock, no, it's, right? I think it's Whitlock. Yeah, I think Whitlock would have that start. 
So probably Whitlock. Wait, no, it would be, be Whitlock. It would be because we've seen Whitlock. Whitlock Bass, that's three. No, you're right. It is Whitlock. Whitlock through the first game of the series. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it should be Whitlock. Sox better sweep I think the series. A, I think it's. I actually think they've got a real shot at sweeping this. Like just on paper, the pitching matchups are like. The Rockies are like, not a series. Seabold, I think, is the only one that has a shot. At, I think that the Red Sox haven't been playing like as well as they could be. Like so, if they were like a if if the Red Sox are like a good team, they're going to sweep this series. But I think they're a Met team right now, so they have to prove to me that they're not a Met team. I'm going to say two out of three. Uh, let's see the Rockies. Fucking have lost, I believe, their last two or three series in a row, Good. and they're not a serious baseball team. The last series they won was against the Royals, who are somehow even more unserious than they are. So, just you know, beat up on this team. You got to beat up bad teams. Yeah, uh, let's get a sweep here. Make it hurt. I'm gonna say they're gonna take two out of three. Like I said, they're gonna troll game two, and game three, Goob is gonna be out by the second inning. Goob. Okay. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, you know, we're at. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the episode. We'll be back, I believe, on Thursday. There are rumors that we're gonna have a new guest host on that one. I don't want to go into it too much, but it's a um, uh, a popular lady account. Uh, I, I think might join. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, anything you guys want to add? Don't think so. I think we're all good. Go socks, kid. Hell yeah.